Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome back to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's what we've learned, sometimes it's what we struggled with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, we've got a special episode for you. The healthy foodie girls, Shauna and her daughter Ella join us to share some great food swaps and some delicious recipe ideas for the holidays. Let's talk. Well, hey there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. And we have some special guests joining us today. We're so excited to welcome Shauna and Ella from Healthy Foodie Girl. Awesome. We love you. (laughs) We have been looking forward to this episode because we follow you. We follow your recipes. And we're like, okay, Christmas time's coming. We know who we need to call in for a special Real WW Dog episode. (laughs) Yes, definitely. We've been working. I I was telling the girls a little earlier, we have a working on cookie recipes right now. Yes. And trying the cookies. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of cookies. And we're trying to bring um, the classics to you guys. So, Definitely awesome. You're, you're already going to be a winner. I mean, cookies. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to say. So I know, right? I know. Right? I, know I know. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find out like what everyone wanted. I did a couple polls. I'm always mm-hmm. open. May not make it this year, but I'll put it on for next year. <laughs> um, Can we get a sneak peek? Like, which cookies are you planning on? And doing oh yeah 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 you absolutely can we had we just had one come out which was um a cinnamon sugar cookie and mm. we're doing um the classic sugar cookie with the icing yeah and we've lightened it up yeah we've lightened it up we've lightened everything up <laughs> and the peanut butter the blossom we just did that oh. one. Hershey's kiss yeah those are the best yeah, I know it feels good. But, and we're working. The funniest thing is this recipe has given me such a hard time that we're kind of like, do we just trash it or do we keep going? Because it's taken so long. Is the chocolate crinkle cookie. Mm. So we're we're determined to get that out. But uh, that, that called for another uh, 
another trip to the store for some more chocolate and goodies. <laughs> but um, yeah, that one has been really challenging and I'm not sure why. And mm. we don't want to let it go. No. We're like, no, we have to make it. Right. <laughs> so we have a tradition in Real WW Talk where if you're going to be making all these cookies, you can send the samples to all three of us. Absolutely. I, I I totally am kidding, but I'm not. But. 100% she's not kidding. Oh my God. I totally through these many iterations of a recipe means that you are really passionate yeah. about what you are doing and to, and to get it right for other people. Oh, what, yeah. what drives that passion? Where did this start? Oh my gosh. I've... I've always, the funny thing is, is I used to run around and say, I used, I must've been a chef in my last, last life because I've always loved, like you will find pictures of Ella when she was like 10 years old with a tomato, a tomato um, press where we're like making homemade <laughs> pasta and, and marinara sauce and, mm-hmm. you know, taking cooking classes. It just, I've always done it. I mean, when I was really young, I had an Italian grandma neighbor that, I'm Italian. And I had her teach me. I was like 22 years old and I, she, she was an older grandma and, and I would go to her house and she couldn't understand why I wanted to hang out with her. And I was like, no, teach me how to make the pasta. And we'd be making the pasta. And mm-hmm. it was so much fun. Um, but I've always loved cooking and I've always loved food. And I kind of have a creative background um, with my previous job. So that's how I like to cook. Actually, the funny thing about that is that when I started doing the recipes, I never used to measure anything. Like it's all really intuitive. So I had to actually start measuring stuff to, so that everyone could make the recipes. And that was kind of a learning curve for me to believe it or not. Um, but it, obviously you have to do that. Um Yeah. So I've been cooking my whole life and I'm really passionate about it. And I'm so excited that I'm able to do this. And the, Oh, the other thing was, is I would always, anytime I was around a chef, right. I'd go pick their brains and they'd always tell me the same thing. Cause I would, my whole thing was I wanted to be able to eat like the great stuff, but then have it be healthy so Mm -hmm. that I can enjoy it because I've always had to watch what I eat my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would always pick, I would always get to the chef and I'd be like, okay, like, how do I do this? And every single chef told me that the flavor came from the fat. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's got to be another way. I've got to be able to do this in another way. So I, I started like, obviously like fresh herbs are really great and like vinegars that are flavored and things like that. Like I got, get really into that. Um, but my whole mission is to be able to find amazing foods and transform them into something healthy that doesn't necessarily taste healthy. So I, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much, I, it's been forever. It's just always been something that I've done and um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) How about, so food. And by the way, I want to mention, because you'll hear, you can hear a little bit of Ella piping in the background and laughing. Ella, I want to make sure for anybody who's listening to the podcast and isn't watching this, Ella is your daughter. And so yes. it's a mother-daughter venture. Yes. And WW obviously plays a role in this as we're talking about trying to find ways to substitute and make these WW friendly. Can you tell us a little bit about your WW journey and then also how that affects Ella? And Ella, if you want to share a little bit of uh, a little bit of that because you've kind of been doing 
WW with your mom, but not as WW, just it's just a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, really just the idea of WW is it's not it's more just about eating what you want to do in moderation and just trying to eat healthier foods. But my mom has always like since day one, she has been making such amazing food. And now that we're doing this, like she just keeps getting better and better. And she's like so amazing. She's just really good at making food taste good while it's healthy. So I love everything that she makes. And then for me, it's just like we can kind of eat whatever. She hasn't been like, don't eat this, don't eat that. It's just like more about moderation of what you're eating so that you can still enjoy what you want to eat. So we have our wine. She likes wine. I don't know wine, but she likes wine, cheese, and baguette are her favorite three. Oh. We have a lot of cheese and bread, but we don't cut that out. We just have it where we're trying to focus on moderation now. Yeah. That's what she's taught me about my relationship with food about that is great because the moderation and she makes such good, healthy food, honestly. Uh, Thank you. I think that's such a great image. I I think about, you know, growing up and and having that role model, you know, I was very close to my mom, but food was more of like a reward and, you know, like, and it was the junk food, the unhealthy. And I think that's where I kind of got that label of good foods versus bad foods. And I see you, Ella, with that such a, healthy mindset and idea around food. And I mean, Shauna, kudos to you for just bringing her up with that mindset that food is, is not dangerous. It's not bad. You can have what you want, but that moderation is key. So I love that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think like, because I struggled my whole life and I, when I had her, I didn't want her to ever struggle. So I was really conscientious of that. And So I really tried to make her healthy foods, but then also not be crazy about it. Um, You know, can't control when she's at other people's houses, but more educate her. And back to like, you know, the moderation. I I remember we had, I have to tell the story. It's kind of funny. The cupcake story. Yeah, the cupcake story. Yeah. I never, ever, ever told her like, no, I always explained everything to her. And so we had a party and I had a cupcake station for all the kids. So she thought this was great because they could decorate the cupcake. So she came to me and she already had one cupcake and she's like, can I have another cupcake? And I was like, yeah, but you know, you're not going to feel really good if you do that. But you know, if you want to do that. And so of course she had this cupcake, but it was like almost like this learning experience because it was the first time in her life where she indulged and then she felt terrible. And then I kind of used that back to the moderation thing where it's kind of like, yeah, do you see what I was talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that again. No, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. She's so about it. Um, yeah. It's like that didn't make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> see, I love the fact that you're, you've taken all of the tools and the things that you've learned from your journey or with oh, WW yeah. and the things that they yeah. focused on to kind of give her a roadmap without forcing it. Because mm-hmm. kind of like what Ricky said, I think that sometimes parents, you know, we can try to push our ideals and our thoughts about what our children should be doing. And my mom was always thin. You know, I always had yeah. the joke that I've told here on the podcast is that she got on WW to lose five pounds. Oh, and that yeah. was really tough for me that that was her only goal. You know, I have a yeah. lot more to lose. But the the way that you do it and the way that you reinforce those healthy habits and what you're doing with your blog, talking about measuring things, that's not something that you were normally doing beforehand <laughs> and helping other members. I think that's hard when people first start the program is realizing that measurements count, like being able to know what's in something is really important. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. completely, completely. And I think that also like knowing 
how, what kind of a style of eater you are. Like I like food and I like a lot of food. Like I'm not someone who's just going to eat a little bit. And so that's also like portion control, you know, working on that a little bit and trying to really dial that in. Definitely. Shaw, that's a really great point about knowing what kind of an eater you are. And I think so often before we even come to WW, we're just eating. We're not even thinking about what we're eating. And WW, when we start tracking, it forces us to actually look at what we're eating, but then even consider, I think that's a great point, what style of eater we may be, whether we tend to focus more on a breakfast and lunch, or we've got a major sugar, you know, craving that we've got to kick, or are we more carbohydrates, or are we more proteins, or are we more snack, like all of those things kind of and it's okay to examine them. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. We, you know, you get your set amount of points and you can do whatever you want with them, but to get the most bang for the buck and to be the most, you know, the, the healthiest version, if you can, because that's ultimately what we're going towards. Right. I mean, oh, how, absolutely. how, we I have, wait, we have to say this because you're like, you, he totally, we literally had this conversation last night. It's crazy because we literally had a conversation last night about trying to figure out like how to make our day work for us successfully and what matters to us and what doesn't matter to us. Like it guess- helped us figure it out because now we're like, okay, we like dinner more. Like during the day, we're kind of busy and we're not like wanting to eat it like indulge in a ton of food or it doesn't really matter to us then but then at dinner we're like oh my god I want something good or like we get really into like wanting something great for dinner or like something for dessert so we're like why don't we just save some of the point or like most of the points until dinner and mm-hmm. have like a lower point lunch or something like that because we figured out that that's what we enjoy and then I'm a real component of like the whole healthy aspect of this and um I started doing this a few years ago and this was so funny because I was just making a smoothie. And then one day I decided how many greens can I fit in this smoothie? And so I actually loved it so much that I try and I don't do it every day. I mean, there's weeks that go by that I don't do it, but the goal is to do the greens smoothie for breakfast because Mm -hmm. then it's like one less thing that I have to think about. And I really like it that it's so nutrients dense and Mm -hmm. it's such a great way to like, get it in. So yeah, so it's so funny that you said that because we were literally talking about this last night about how can we be successful on this and how can we do this the rest of our life? Because that's the other the other thing. Um, I think I actually had like a really hard time accepting <laughs> the last time I went back um, when I was in the... Oh, sorry about that. Must have been the cow. The last time when I was in the Weight Watcher meeting, I had this realization that it's forever. And I didn't want to accept that it was forever, right? Because I just want my wine, cheese, and baguette. But <laughs> I love that. Um, but I think that that has been the, the thing that moving forward with that, where I'm really like, you know what, this isn't, this is my life forever. And like, this is what I need to do to make it healthy and good. And that I think is really sunk in in the last, you know, couple of years with that is that because if, especially like with Weight Watchers, if you stop for me, if I stop tracking and I'm not exercising, I'm going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the tracking really helps me keep accountable 
And then exercising also heads me in the right direction. So both of those two things I find are really, really important. And then just also acknowledging the fact that it is forever. Like this is not some quick fix. It's about changing in a way that's going to work for you. And that's something we talked about actually in our last podcast was the fact that we had talked to lifetime members who are in our local meeting. And that was the common theme. This is for life. Oh, one of the things I love about Healthy Foodie Girl is that you're taking for, you know, dishes and recipes that normally you may not feel could be a part of a healthy lifestyle and figuring out a way to enjoy those things, maybe in a different format, but without sacrificing taste and flavor. Because that's something that's important to me. A lot of times you see recipes and it's, it's substituted with things that don't make, if it's fettuccine Alfredo, and it, right. it doesn't really have any fettuccine. Might be a little <laughs> yeah. tough, or you know, I'm gonna have to get my mind beh- behind zucchini or something. Aaron, I'm for zucchini, by the way. Okay, Ricky, you've changed. You've accepted that it. I, I like zucchini. But you know, <laughs> what we need to find are those, you know, bloggers, those recipe sites that can kind of give us those things that make it sustainable because you're not sacrificing flavor. And yeah. I think that that's a very big part of any journey, especially if you're going to do it for life, is finding a way to make it sustainable. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that word sustainable. I think about that for you guys, too, because it's it's not just changing things up so you can try this, quote unquote, diet meal for a week and then you're sick of it. And then you're <laughs> moving on to back to the full fat version of it. It's like, no, this is something that. I can make this modification to fettuccine Alfredo, or I can make this modification to, you know, a a holiday cookie and still enjoy it and not feel deprived. And you can share it with the family and they don't look at you like you're crazy. Like you can eat that. (laughs) I'm not eating that. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that is actually where the, the challenge of it comes, you know, is being able to create something that does taste good. That's lower in the fat and has the flavor that you want to eat. Um, that's definitely where the challenge, but I like it. It's I'm always up for the challenge. <laughs> How do you guys work in with your recipe testing? Cause you know, we started off talking about, you're trying to work on those chocolate crinkle cookies. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of data testing, right? Like how does that work for you? Oh gosh. I mean, it's just, it's, it's con like it's some recipes are easier than others and it really depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I line up a whole bunch of different bowls, like if I'm making a sauce and then I'll just start like tasting and um, like adding like the different components to it. And sometimes that is just a matter of getting the precision of the different components together on that. Um, so that like, yeah, I mean, sometimes there's bowls everywhere and that happening. Um, and then the cookies, the cookies are a little, a little more challenging because I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to make a sugar cookie with icing, um, just because it's basically butter, sugar, and flour. So I was like, how am I going to do this, that it's going to taste good and you're not going to miss. And we did, I mean, there is some butter in there, but Instead of two sticks of butter, I think, did, is that the one we put two tablespoons or four tablespoons? I think that one has four tablespoons. Four tablespoons. It makes a lot of cookies. Yes, it yeah. makes a lot of cookies. So yeah. it's it's finding that balance of if I do need to add the butter to the cookie, how much do I need to add so that it works, but it's not 
too much. And then it's just, you know, trial and error and cooking time. And yeah, yeah. The baking, the baking's more challenging it's than It's a other. lot of taste testing. Do you track sure. as you go along with the taste That's testing? What I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of little points. What do we need to say? It's the BLTs that'll get you the bite, licks, and tastes, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's also why, like, we literally just came with four cookies that we probably, like, we've made them. I feel like we've made 20 batches of cookies, (laughs) in all fairness, to last week. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was, no, I didn't, but I should have. Back to your question. But it's just, it's really hard because you've got to taste it all. And then you want to taste it when it comes out. You want to when it's cooled, you want to cake taste it the next day. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, Oh, that tastes pretty good. Let me have another one. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then you're looking at all the cookies and thinking, I need to get these cookies out of here. Yeah. That was yeah. going to be my next question is how do you deal? I mean, you know, we, you hear the word willpower, you know, having for me, having a lot of sweets in the house can be very, very challenging. Um, so I can imagine that if you're making all the different batches, that there's part maybe discipline, part willpower, but how do you, what are some strategies that you use to stay away from them unnecessarily after you've made them? Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Well, I think a couple things that you can do is a lot. Actually, I keep this in mind when I'm making the recipes. I don't make it so it makes 60 cookies. Hmm. Um, the sugar cookies themselves, the one that you roll out with the frosting, that's a little bit bigger of a recipe just because the time consuming and the rolling out, you want to have a substantial amount of cookies there. But honestly, I actually keep that in mind when I'm making the recipes that I make a smaller amount. So there's sometimes they make 12, sometimes they make like 22, 24, but there's usually nothing over that. Um, And that I feel like is helpful. So you don't have a ton. The other thing is freezing them. You can either freeze the batter and then make what you want during that time. And that's actually a really good thing to do as well. Or, make them all and then freeze them into little individual portions. Mm-hmm. That can be really, really helpful too. Um, and I think like trigger, trigger, like you had to know, like if there's something, I try to work on the trigger foods. I feel like I don't have a lot left, but then we had these cookies from Trader Joe's, those cookies, the the, 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 the um, gingerbread. gingerbread cookies with the frosting. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. That was a trigger actually for both of us. So we're like, we can't buy those anymore. Mm -hmm. Just try not to have the trigger foods like in the house if possible. And then try to make healthier versions of them if we can. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, also if if those tips of freezing, we we give them away. Like as Mm -hmm. soon as we were done with these cookies, we just saved enough for some things we needed to do um, for photographs and stuff. But we gave them all away. We're like, we're done cookie testing. They're all leaving. So that, that was a helpful tip is, but I think in all fairness to that, you want to make a recipe and you want to be able to enjoy it. 
So I think freezing it is a great option. And just the fact that there's not so many in the recipe I thought was possibly helpful. That's, that's great. I love the freezing idea. You know, that's yeah. that you forget that you do have a freezer and that's for anything, not just, you know, sweets, but yeah, over big meals. If, you know, we talked, Ricky, Aaron, we had talked about portions for families. And sometimes when you're single, that can be a challenge and you have all mm-hmm. this food because recipes make two to four servings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Freezing is a great option. And especially if you put them already in the portions. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. like a dinner ready to go. <laughs> That's very smart. I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. So you're talking when we were talking about just, you know, your preferences as far as like you want to save your points for later in the day because you know you love dinner. Um, I do enjoy smoothies too. But and I know you said you like to add a bunch of veggies and, and make it really healthy. But with the, the way we track it and it adding up, once you start adding those veg, those fruits to sweeten it up a little bit, I find it challenging to make a lower point smoothie. So do you have any tips for making a healthy green smoothie that tastes good <laughs> with the, the fruit in it, but um, isn't too high in points? What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. I love to use a protein powder, like a vanilla protein powder that's sweetened with a natural sweetener, not sugar. So that is super helpful right there. And in the one that I use it, if you do like one scoop, it's one point. And then I use, um, orgain. It's, Mm, I really like that one. Natural. It's organic. I use that. I love that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like their, I actually like their bars too. Those are really, really good. Yeah, the, I, I got the the chocolate chip. It's almost like a cookie dough one. That one's really, really good. I, I think that one was- you said the magic word, cookie dough. I know, right? <laughs> You'll find it now. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I put that in to help with the sweetener, right? Okay. And so, you. oh, this is another thing I do is when I make, because I'm lazy, I'll make when I make no, this. You're cooking so much. Yeah, that's okay. In all fairness, I'm not yes. lazy. I'm just no. doing other things. Um, but when I make the green smoothie, I usually make three of them: two for me okay. and one for Ella. So it's a big thing. So um, I'll use almond milk, or mm-hmm. um, so I'll use almond milk as the base. You can't use water because it just tastes terrible with water. Mm-hmm. So I'll do almond milk, um, a sugar-free almond milk, or I also really love coconut water. Um, coconut water is really great. That adds a decent flavor and the coconut water is really hydrating. It's, um, Mm. like a Gatorade, but natural, um, calcium, a lot of great electrolytes and especially in a fresh coconut water. Oh my gosh. I love fresh coconuts. Yeah. (laughs) Fresh coconuts, but there's what harmless harvest. And if you go to Costco, I yeah. think it's like $11 for like eight of the like yeah. 12 ounce bottles, which are oh, yeah. really okay. great. Yeah. yeah. We got, we got this the last time we were there. And then I, every time I see like an Asian market, I'll go in and they sell them by the box, the fresh ones. Oh. And then all you need to do is you take a flathead screwdriver and you just pound it into the top and then you can put your straw in. Love oh it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with coconut water. Just 
oh my gosh, those coconuts. It's always, oh, because we're always cooking, I'll bring a box home and I'll think, how am I going to fit these all in the refrigerator? I feel like that's something you should take to work to look really fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know why you're all stressed. I'm not. I'm not. drinking a straw and a coconut, you know, they're living their best life. Put a little, what is it? The little sticks in it with like the flavored char, the the straw that has all the decorations. Yeah. Oh, right. We have, we have those. (laughs) And you're ready. (laughs) Okay. So coconut water goes in this sometimes or almond milk, your protein powder. And what do you do for vegetables? What are your, what's your veggie mix? Oh, I use um, a whole bag of the, the regular size bag of the power greens, which is spinach and kale and chard. It's baby, baby spinach, kale and chard. And so the, Mm -hmm. you can either get like a regular size bag or even sometimes Costco, they have like the jumbo bag of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I use, but I can't put a jumbo bag in there, obviously. So (laughs) just the regular salad bag. So I put that in there and then, um, the frozen fruit that I usually do is, um, a frozen banana, mango and pineapple. And honestly, I don't put that much in by the time we've put, we put one banana in there and then we probably put like a half a cup of mango and maybe a half a cup of pineapple total, but that's for three drinks. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't end up really being too much and it kind of, it, it adds enough flavor between that and the protein powder. It adds enough flavor where you're not going crazy. I think the base of either the coconut water or the almond milk also help because they're really low in points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. I'm going to have to try that and I'll, I'll report back. Oh yeah. Let me know. And sometimes I'll do like a probiotic yogurt too. Um, okay. If I want that yogurt thing in there, but sometimes I don't have it. And then, Oh, the mm-hmm. other thing you can do if you do get a big bag of the the power greens is you can freeze it. And then hmm. I've done that. It kind of gets a little funky and frothy, but okay. at least you're not wasting them. Like if you do get a big yeah. bag, I'll, I'll go the freezing again. Yeah. Back, back, to, the, to, the back to the freezing. <laughs> just change the texture when you make it. Okay. But I don't know. I got that crazy idea because you have frozen spinach, right? So I thought, yeah. you know, I'm just going to freeze this because I can't get to all this right now. Yeah. And I don't want to be wasteful. Yeah. 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 That was a joke on TikTok I saw where somebody was talking about how you get into these healthy trends and you buy the huge bag of spinach <laughs> and it just rots in the, in the refrigerator. And then you go oh and buy again and does it again. So. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's really challenging too when we go to the grocery store because I'm always thinking I can make more recipes faster than I actually can. And then mm-hmm. also the rest of the week of food. So then we're like, oh my gosh, some, you know, usually it's, it's like a green onion or something that goes bad that I needed. Mm-hmm. In the <laughs> but I'm trying to work on that where I don't get, cause I get really excited and inspired when I get to the grocery store with, with my list of things I want to make. But the reality is, is I can't really do that many recipes at one time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying just to get what we need for the week and the couple of things that I'm working on. So you guys have now decided you had your conversation about the type of what style of what style you like to eat and you want to have more points available for dinner. Yeah. So what does give us an idea like we just talked about smoothies. What does maybe a lunch look like for you and what does a dinner look like? And what are yeah. some, maybe you can name off some of your recipes that you have on the website that would fit that, that we could link to in the show notes. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, lately, we've been really into to, um, fat-free refried beans and scrambled oh eggs. God. Totally, and like it's amazing. So we take the refried beans and then we throw salsa into them, so they have some more flavor and eggs, and that's been filling us up a lot. And and here's the other thing too, as we were talking about this, like if we did the green smoothie in the morning. We're like, why can't we just do the eggs and beans for lunch? Or even we have some really good pancakes, too, that we make with oat flour um, that are really, really delicious. They're made with like banana and some oats. They're gluten free. They're really yummy. And I love to put a ton of blueberries in there. Um, and when we do that, sometimes we'll make a double batch of that. And then we'll f- we'll put them in little foil packets and put them in the refrigerator so that we can heat them up for the next day or the following day. Um, so yeah, I mean that or a salad. We made buffalo chicken salad. That's one of our yeah. or like chicken grape salad. Oh, both of those cool. are really are really good. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, oh. those are both those are both on um yeah, on those our are website. on yeah. our website. And those are actually really good. We were talking about that, how we need to make sure that you always need to make sure that you have something because when we're working and we're working from home and we're really, really busy. We're, we're like, oh my gosh, I need to eat now. I'm starving, but I don't want to stop, but I need to eat. And then mm-hmm. there's like, if there's nothing made in that refrigerator, that's when it's deadly. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll sample one of those cookies again. I had five cookies mm-hmm. for lunch today. You know, it just, so she literally whipped up the buffalo chicken um, salad yesterday because we were like, we need mm-hmm. to have that on hand so that we're not starving. And then also too, when we're cooking or I'm I'm cooking all day, I don't want to stop to make lunch because it's just like our house looks like a bomb went off. There's like dishes everywhere, you know? So it we're, we're trying to help ourselves here by having the things made. So yeah, those, both those salads are really, really good. And we have a Waldorf salad too. That's really good. And they're Mm -hmm. all really low points, which is really, really helpful. Um, we have like burrito bowl and then like enchilada bowl. Oh yeah, with those like are some good. Ground turkey and that's like you get you have a lot of that. And oh yeah, point. yeah, that's really good. Those are we probably eat the enchilada bowl and the the taco, taco bowl. bowl almost every week, if not every week, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so good and it's so easy and there's enough that you have enough you can either freeze or eat the rest of the week, which back to there's something in the refrigerator ready to go. Give so, us an idea yeah. what's in the uh, enchilada bowl. What's in that? Oh my God. That's so good. That one's so good. That one's so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, cooker too. Yes, we did. We did. It was so, I have, I have pictures of Ella like with the spoon and she's, she's in the enchilada bowl and this is really good. Really, really good. So I kind of made it because I love cheese enchiladas, right? It's just like they're my favorite, but I'm really not eating a lot of cheese enchiladas. So I thought, what if I could do ground turkey breast? Or in, chicken. Or chicken. We yeah. don't remember. <laughs> so one of those. Either Both one. Both will work, yeah. Yeah, either yeah. ground chicken or ground turkey breast, right? In the enchilada mix. And then do a little bit of the cheese on top. So you still get like the gooiness of the cheese that you're mm-hmm. looking for. Normally, um, chicken enchiladas are green, right? They're usually mm-hmm. green. But 
I was like, no, 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 no. This needs to be red because it needs to be with like the cheesy, like, so yeah, it's, it's really good. And really it, good flavors. Yeah. Really good flavors. And if you put a little bit of cheese on top, you really don't miss it. And we, yeah, I mean, we just kind of turned it into a bowl. We're like, we don't even need the tortillas for this. So let's just eat it yeah. as a bowl. <laughs> Let me throw beans in there. Yeah. The thing, the thing that too is like, I, I try to make things that if people get an idea, like I could put some more beans in there or I like corn or, you know, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that the, the things that we're doing, like encourages them to maybe toss a couple other things in there that they really like. Yeah. yeah it sounds like there's a lot of versatility, you know, mm-hmm. like you say, this is the base. This is what you know. And then. Yeah. Because like you said, I like corn. You know, I'm a corn yeah. fan. So and they have yeah. like the Trader mm-hmm. Joe's, the Mexican street corn. So oh, yeah, that's so good. Go in there. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, cool. absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is in our enchilada bowl. Or yeah, it's in, there, I think there's corn in there. I think there is corn in there, too. We, we threw that in. I think like, I made oh, you put corn in there. Yeah, she <laughs> likes the corn. <laughs> I'm always trying to find for me, in addition, I'm a smoothie girl as well, but salads are, I'm trying to make a staple in terms oh, of like, at least salads. one of my meals, having as a way to get in more of the greens. So yes. finding different proteins and things that I can put on top is always what's very, you know, something I'd like to focus on more. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, sometimes like the pre-cooked chicken breasts, like at Trader Joe's or other places that you can just chop up and have that ready to go to put onto the salad. Mm-hmm. I love ma- I love making salads too. This yeah. is one of my favorite. I keep telling, I'm like, I want to do a salad thing, but I haven't got around to making too many. We did a really good Caesar salad actually. Oh yeah. Didn't you oh, do no. an apple Bacon with the vinaigrette. Yes, that That was was wonderful. Yeah, that was good. And then we just did a for the holidays. We just did a a Brussels, a shaved Brussels. uh, Can't talk. A shaved Brussels sprout salad with cranberries. That was that's really really good too. Yes, I'm here for all of it. Yes, (laughs) yeah. I think um, Candice. So like the thing that I've learned, I love salads, and I love all different kinds of salads. The thing that I've learned about salads is at least this is like the thing for me is I'll go to a vinegar store that has flavored vinegars Mm. and taste them. Right. And the flavored vinegars are amazing. It's so funny. I literally have some coming right now, but (laughs) the flavored vinegars will add so much flavor to the salad without having to even add oil or just a small amount of oil. Mm-hmm. And these vinegars are incredible. Like mm-hmm. I will just go in and I'll just like sample them and then I'll get these ideas. And yeah, yeah. I, so I highly recommend the flavored vinegars. I actually found a store. I went to, I go to Williamsburg every year. It's like my love. And there's a store that had all the flavored vinegars. And mm-hmm. I was able to, I know exactly what you mean. And they actually pair well sometimes with different fruits. Like, yes. You know, yes. Oh they had a yes. chocolate vinegar, yes. vinegar, vinegar that kind of could go with, oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. And also what I got that I haven't really, I didn't really use it in a recipe yet because I didn't want everyone to have to have it, but I got some butter flavored olive oil from the oil and vinegar shop. And that's really amazing too. And it's a little bit healthier than butter. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the oil and vinegar shop. 
Like I could just, it's like a little kid in a candy store. I could spend hours in there because I think the flavors are so interesting. And then it, it makes me thinking like, what could I do with this? And, and what kind of a thing, but yeah, absolutely. Flavored vinegars are probably one of my, like, it was like, what would, like I say, that would probably be one of the things I would say is the, is if you haven't tried some flavored vinegars, experiment with them because they add so much flavor without adding any fat. And I think that goes to my only other question, or and this is really for everyone. You know, when you're making a salad, a lot of times you're dealing, you're taking it for lunch, or you're taking it somewhere. They, it can kind of get kind of gooey or kind of wilty. Are you a fan of like the mason jar salads, where you have all the ingredients at the bottom and the salad at the top, or how do you maintain its freshness over a few days if you make a recipe? Yeah. Well, normally with a salad unless it's something like the Brussels sprout salad where it's coarse enough that it could withhold a dressing for more than one day. I always make the the um, salads fresh, but if you're going to take it to go, I have a little container that has a lid on top and then it has a little place for the salad dressing so that I can pour it on when I'm going to eat it. Otherwise it will get wilty and funky. So that's usually what I do is just put it in a little container um, I really wish some of the salad dressings that are good would give you little individual to goes that didn't have to be refrigerated. I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah. yeah. If they did, if they did something like that, where you could just whip it out when you're at a restaurant, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like old house, it has some good plate. I love their stuff. Mm. Good ones. But yeah, that's what I do is I just bring a little like tiny container and then I put it on when I'm ready to eat it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So what's dinner looking like for you? Because I was surfing the website and I saw the chicken pot pie recipe and I was like, yep, I'm, I'm ready for some of this right now. (laughs) What are you guys, what are you making for yourself right now? And just totally enjoying along with your, you know, wine, cheese and baguette. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the enchilada bowl and the turkey bowl are probably on repeat kind oh my gosh oh my gosh now and the french onion soup oh my god (laughs) that one one is so good that one is so 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 good and then you know you can put your cheese on top and whatever kind of cheese you want to use is is gonna work Mm. a little bit of a baguette (gasps) that oh my gosh that has to be one of both of our favorite recipes it's that is that is delicious that is so good i can't wait to try it I'm gonna make that soon too. Oh, let me know how it goes. I will. That one. I've never made it before. Is it hard to make? No, it's not hard at all. It's just a little time consuming because you have to get the the onions to caramelize. So you have to have them on a stove for a little bit of time and just kind of have to go back and stir them. That's the only thing about that recipe is it's a little time consuming. Um, you could turn the heat up a little, but just be careful when you do that. Um, just that it doesn't stick too much. Um, but no, it, oh my God, that recipe is so good. And then the other thing I hadn't had it before and then she made it and I was like, this is so good. (laughs) We have all these onions in the refrigerator. She's like, please make the French onion soup. Um, and the other thing, the other thing that's important to do with that soup is after you've got the onions done and they will shrink a lot. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. It's kind of like spinach or the, um, But once you put the broth in there, you're going to want to let it simmer. And so that that gets a little bit thicker and smaller. And oh, Mm -hmm. it's so good. Mm -hmm. I feel like with that one, there's just never enough. 
that one yeah. is that one is really 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 yummy okay. yeah what i what i hear from you too and especially even as i look at the recipes on your website um is finding ways to bring more vegetables in but to really treat them as a star, even just thinking about the French onion soup, right? It's not just onions. You're caramelizing the onions to really bring out the sweetness and to bring out the flavors on them. Or, you know, the salads, like really making these really great things, but using some additional flavors just to bring everything together. It's not stuff that's oh necessarily like slapped in a bowl, right? <laughs> like there are times in our life where we need to do that for lunch, but I see a lot of intentionality in how you treat the ingredients that it's not just a vegetable on the side that we have to incorporate so we can get those zero points. So we can just, you know, be able to do what we want to do and eat more cookies. But if we're going to do this, we're really going to we're going to live well with these items. And I, I just, I can see that coming through in the things that you cook. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting too. Like one of the things that we're trying to do too, is this is a side note that has nothing to do with anything really, but we're, um, we're trying to like up level to go stuff that, Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so we were kind of obsessed with this poke bowl, right? So we get the brown rice and then we get the fish and then we add a few things. We got rid of the crunchies cause that was too many points. And we didn't need that. But so we get this one bowl and then what we do is we bring it home and it's, I, we were thinking we were going to have it tonight, but I don't think we are. But then I get um, a bag of spinach and I chop the spinach. And so then I add the, I put the spinach in and I throw some soy sauce on and then I dump the bowl in there and then I toss it all up and it becomes this huge thing that we both can enjoy. And I've doubled the size of it. And yeah, so that's been kind of fun. We've been kind of playing around with like, how can we pick up something that we can, that's healthy, that we can make even better. So that's the one thing that we've been eating that we feel like we've really up level. And this morning we had the scrambled eggs and beans, but we added spinach to them as well. And it made it like a lot bigger and the flavor was still really good. Yeah. She wasn't sure about that. I could tell. She's like, this looks really <laughs> that's green. a lot of spinach. <laughs> I was like, no, it's going to be good. Trust me. <laughs> but that's awesome because uh, it's also increasing the volume, which is keeping you from being hungry yeah, later yes. on. And it's still good nutrition. There's a lot of iron, a lot of vitamin K. It's a lot of great stuff that you're putting, especially for this time of year, because this is, you know, illness central time of year. And these are all things that help the immune system. So, oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I found that, like, in general, I'll, when I make salads, I kind of just moved it over to spinach, like mm -hmm. using spinach as the base of the salad. Or sometimes I'll get um, the the little baby lettuce and I'll mix it with the spinach. There's a blend at the grocery store. It's like 50-50. It's half the baby lettuce and half the spinach. That's an awesome one too, because I started to realize like once you got everything else going on there, you don't even notice, you know, and you're mm -hmm. at least are getting some nutrients. And so, yeah, most... I don't want to say most, but a lot of the salads like that I'm just whipping up over here are just with chopped spinach or just regular spinach. It depends on my mood if I'm chopping it or not. <laughs> oh, so what I'm hearing from you are some some great swaps. 
um, looking at healthy vinegars, right? Or even some different flavored oils, if you are going to use oil and obviously there's nothing wrong with using oil, but making the most, getting your most bang for your buck out of yes. making sure that yes. it's flavored, right? Yes. I'm yes. hearing pump up the vegetables in really unique ways um, and learning some techniques with vegetables on how to cook them, whether it's going to be braising them or uh, caramelizing them that really brings out a lot of different natural sweetness, I'm hearing even down to the smoothies, like other ways that we can get more vegetables in is even just to drink them down. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think I, I always want to have some greens every day. So I think that's how the whole smoothie thing evolved is at least if the rest of the day goes sideways, I know I got the greens in the morning in the smoothie. Yeah. I think it's kind of like getting in your morning exercise, like being like, I started this and now I have, I've gotten my greens out of the way. I love, because I think that sets the intention for the day as well. I would, yes, I, would, I yes. wonder if you all feel the same way. It's like when I start off with the power breakfast or something I feel proud of, it makes the decisions as the day goes along a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like if I'm exercising, I am way less likely to go off the rails because mm-hmm. I put that energy in with that. Mm-hmm. And exercising really does keep me on track and tracking the, both of the, both of those things really, really, really help. Um, because when I fall off in either one of those wagons, it's never good. (laughs) So we have a couple more seconds uh, before we wrap up, but we kind of have a little bit of a credo here that we say from cup, it's a carrots to cupcakes, right? We want to find the balance between these two things. And so cupcakes are very important things to us. And I know that you have some really great baked recipes for for cupcakes. So we'd encourage anybody uh, to go to healthyfoodiegirl.com to go look at your recipes. But cream cheese frosting is a big deal around here. It's a really big deal. And so I'm going to ask you (laughs) for any any tips, any hints on making excellent Cream cheese frosting. You no, know, we can do a super indulge. There's no, there's nothing wrong with super indulging, but like say we wanted to do it, maybe a healthier version of it. Do you have any swaps specifically for Candace? This is really who we're so that all my weeklies are not gone with one cupcake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely lean more towards the light cream cheese, or if you could find the fat-free cream cheese. The other thing that you could do is if you took some zero fat Greek yogurt and mixed that in with the cream cheese to kind of like spread it out. So there was more, but less, you know, and again, that's probably going to be a taste thing when you're doing it is like adding that in um, so that it's expanding what you've got, but it's not taking over and you're losing the flavor. But I think that you're still going to have the flavor because it's a tart thing as well. Um, So I would say, that and using um, a powdered sugar substitute, um, like a monk fruit powdered sugar substitute, substitute that'll help um, with the sugar aspect of it for sure. And a little bit of vanilla and yeah. Or if you wanted to like smooth it out, you could even use a little bit of milk or almond milk in, in there hmm. um, and you could whip it. I'm almost, I'm almost thinking like it, you could do like a really cool like fluff with it if you if you like whipped it and you added like the Greek yogurt in there and then you got the cream cheese. You could just do like a big old fluffy thing of it. Well, I could also think what if I were to be the second mini 
for like, <laughs> and we can go and we can try this out. We can try out. I, Cause I like all of those ideas and I just feel like I need to, I'm not good at the, the playing around with it. Like I'm the hmm. one who needs like the specific, like this is, this is this, but I'm going to try, I'm going to try next week. Some of the things that you said and I'll report back. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. Let me know how that, how that works. I mean, I think if in terms of cream cheese, you're going to need the cream cheese unless um, Mm -hmm. you get really creative and try those little laughing cow wedges and, and try to turn that into a cream cheese kind of thing. I just (laughs) haven't had it in so long. That's such a good idea. You know, laughing cow was like a thing for, especially in the Weight Watchers world. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, just like two every and bagels was the thing. Like it was like laughing cow was on everything. And I think I just OD'd. And, yeah, and no, I, I can, I can understand that. I like, I like it just because it's, it's like very portioned and done. And yeah. it could be, if you got the one that didn't have any flavor other than just the basic, that could be like a really great portion control type of thing. If you added a little bit, I don't know if it would work though. Cause I haven't tried it yet, but put it in the Buffalo chicken salad. Yeah. We actually put made the- it creamy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we- wow. And that was an exciting one you said. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe that will be a convert again. So let me, let yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's good because it's not for that. It's like bringing the creaminess to the Buffalo chicken salad without literally just tasting the wedge. If you're kind of burnt out on, on that. So yeah. that it's, it's good. It's good as like a thick, thickener creamer. I feel like you could do a really amazing Alfredo sauce with that because you, you could mix that in with some milk and because you've already got like that cheesy thickness thing. I think that would be a really good Alfredo sauce. And just a little bit of like Mm -hmm. the the pepper or a little bit of Ramon or something, just that little, cause it's such a strong flavor, just enough to give it that edge would be great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that now, now you've got the wheels. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to do an Alfredo yeah, sauce. Right. <laughs> We're going to see you next week, are we? going to be cooking after this episode. I think everyone's Oh my gosh. Oh I don't my. know. I'm hearing the Greek yogurt and I'm hearing the cream cheese and I'm like, I, that sounds like some parfaits to me, some unbaked right? parfait things. Right? Yeah, no, that could be really good. Or there's also like you could do like the with the Greek yogurt, you could mix in like the vanilla pudding type of thing in there and you could do that type of thing that could, that could work also. But yeah, the cream cheese frosting is yummy. So Definitely. good. So oh good. Uh, Ella and Shauna, thank you so much for being on today's Real WW Talk. This is such a treat. Thank you for all of the ideas and that you've sparked. It's just been so wonderful having you. We're so we're so excited. We're so grateful. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We were so excited to be able to come and talk to you, lovely ladies. So we're, thank you so much for having us. You're it's been welcome. a blast. Been a pleasure. What's your preferred place that you'd love people to find you? Well, of course, we'll put everything over in the show notes, but um, where would you like people to find you? Um, on our website or on social? What are we talking? <laughs> what would you, all of them? You got YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Our YouTube, yeah, yeah. Healthy we, Foodie Girl, yeah. and then Instagram, Instagram is- and Instagram is at WW Healthy Foodie Girl, yes. correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Awesome. And then yeah, Facebook, you've got a private Facebook group yeah, um, and your Facebook yeah. page. And then I also saw too, I know through your website, if they go to your website, um, they can sign up for your email list and get recipes every single week. Too. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 We, send, we send out new recipes every week 
um, and we have not dropped the ball yet. <laughs> um, yeah, and we have more coming out right now just because of the holidays and all the cookies that I've made. And then we'll send out other things like downloads. Like we had like a Trader Joe's fall list that you can download or like shopping list, like with our favorite stuff or things to get at these grocery stores. So those are some things that we have at the end of our emails too. Yeah. Wonderful. If you just keep scrolling, you can download (laughs) all those things. Fabulous. All right. Healthyfoodiegirl.com. Shauna, Ella, thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome. Um, We hope that you will check them out at healthyfoodiegirl.com. And of course you can find us basically anywhere. It's just real WW talk. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, and then the podcast, of course, as well. Uh, It's been a great visit and look for more opportunities too. We'll have some more guests uh, with us throughout the coming month because this is super fun and we love introducing you to some other rock stars in the WW community. Hope you have a great week on plan, especially as we get close to Christmas. You can do this because we can do hard things. Right. Bye. 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 Thank you so much.